Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison, here's Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hoy, hoy! Apologies for the opening of this podcast. I feel like I should do an apology to everybody. Oh no, why? Because uh, I was very tired uh, on Thursday night oh, last yes. week. yes. And I was pottering around doing my other podcast and... It was about 1am, I was like, ugh, just pop that up, make it live before I go to bed, and then I woke up to a confused text from you, yeah. because I'd popped the episode of Cabin Fever out on the Friends with Friends feed, hadn't I? Are you just using this as uh, an excuse to plug your other podcast? Well, the problem is, and anybody that actually listened to it will be fully aware of this, is that it was possibly the worst opening minute I could have chosen. Did you listen to it? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even fucking bother. Absolutely. No, do you know what? I, I did start listening to it, and then I sort of skipped forward because I was like, hang on, I'm not on this. <laughs> so basically, if anybody did listen to it, thank you. Um, uh, it's just worth me flagging. that There's basically a, a long-running thing on Cabin Fever now that was flagged by one of our listeners about who talks first. We don't have this problem. You talk first every episode. That's a kind of a thing. The start of the episode I accidentally put up was... A, the, a full minute of neither of us talking in a sort of game of no one wants to talk first chicken. <laughs> ultimate ultimate confusion for, for anybody experiencing it. <laughs> yeah, it was literally the Great Big Owl sting and then a minute of sniggering and quiet giggling and no talking. And I thought, do you know what? It's not the way to rope in you listeners, is it? <laughs> anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I'm fine. I'm in my my home studio. Now, we, we need some updates on this. Uh, here's my first update. Uh, I know someone that needs some bedside tables. Ah, they're going to be disappointed. Are they? Why? Sold them. Sold them. They've gone? Yeah. Uh, to someone local? Yes. Ah, uh, fair enough. They're, they're in Norwich, so it's probably... Oh, that's that's not local to anywhere, is it? <laughs> no, uh, no, actually, it's really not, is it? Great Yarmouth? It's quite near. Ipswich? Ipswich, oh, I wouldn't. I don't think they'd want to be known as neighbours to Ipswich, would they? It's very much a rivalry. Talk to me about this then. So you've you've done the whole of the lockdown. Well, the whole of probably friends of friends of the last year or so. Sat on the floor by your coffee table. Yes, and I thought I should probably grow up and and do this properly. And how do you think it's going to affect the episode? That's my question. Well, we'll see, won't we? If this is shit, I'll have to go back to sitting on the floor where I belong. <laughs> well, let's uh, put us a punt. 
to people to tweet us or Facebook us or Instagram us or whatever. Let us know how you feel this episode was yeah. in terms of Pete's performance. My performance is not up for discussion here because <laughs> I'm in the same situation I have been. It makes no difference to me how Pete is sat or stood. So let's just assume my performance is impeccable as always and we're only judging Pete. Uh, should we talk about Friends? Yes, let's do that. So last week we asked people to give us a little nudge, a bump, an MSN nudge if uh, we'd forgotten your request. And it turns out, Pete, and I feel very bad about this, that a request had fallen by the wayside for uh, someone I would describe as one of our longest-serving and most dedicated listeners. Yeah, and this is how we treated her. Joe, we're so sorry. We are. We're sorry. That's that's all we can say. So let me read you Joe's request from the 6th of May. <laughs> so oh, long ago. So long ago. We have had a few people do the old bump and nudge from very early lockdown, and I feel bad about it. Uh, recently watched one with The Doll's House, season three, episode 20. Uh, well, quite a lot's happening in one episode, and I thought it'd be a good one for the pod. Don't think you've discussed it yet. We absolutely haven't. So we decided to do that last week didn't we we decided as soon as as soon as we put out last week's episode joe nudged us and said you've forgotten about this yeah she didn't say anything no it's just far too nice to say that that. um and then but an hour ago somebody else requested it somebody requested an episode on facebook and it was the one with the doll's house oh well they're gonna get a very quick turnaround well exactly and i don't uh want people to think this is any sort of favoritism it just so happened um that they've requested this on the very same day we were about to talk about it anyway. So this is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Keisha has written us the following message. Hi, guys. I love, love, love the podcast and have been listening right from the start. My top 10 episodes have already gone. Uh, oh. Which include the one where Ross is fine, uh, the one with the routine, the one where no one's ready. But my number 11 <laughs> and the episode I'd like to request is the one with the doll's house. So this podcast where we claim that we talk about people's favourite episode of Friends uh, has very much turned into people's 11th favourite episode of Friends. Well, that'll do. That's fine. Absolutely fine, isn't it? I remember watching Friends when we still only had four channels and where I grew up in South Wales, Channel 4 was the Welsh language channel, of course, S4C. Uh, but it did show American sitcoms, including Friends, early in the morning and late in the evenings. And Friends was a firm favourite in my household. We had all the videos and DVDs and now we watched them on Netflix. I really like this episode. I think it's a great one for most of the Friends. Phoebe's Dollhouse is a masterpiece. I like the few episodes where Joey is rehearsing for the most ridiculous play. Yes, we'll come on to that. This is excellent. I think the director is played brilliantly and always makes me laugh no matter how many times I've seen it. However, this isn't a great look for Chandler. Uh, Who goes into their friend's workplace in the hope of seeing women's lingerie and interferes with their boss? No, Chandler, just no. Yes, well, we'll come on to that, won't we? Anyway, looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this episode. Much love, Keisha. P.S. Here's a quiz, if you fancy it. Oh. Shall we crack into it? You've got three choices. Where would you like to start? I would like to start with... So we've got the dollhouse, we've got Chandler and Joanna, and we've got Joey and Kate. Let's start with Joey and Kate. Okay, sure. All right, after this small interlude. Joey and Kate, yeah. So this is, uh, Keisha mentioned, didn't she, the director? I love the director. Obviously, he's a dreadful, dreadful man, but he's very funny, isn't he? Yes, I do love him because he seems quite sort of manic and quite depressed and quite unhinged, doesn't he? Mm. Um 
I do love that he tells his own girlfriend that she's a bad actor at one point as well. <laughs> You're a terrible actor. This is a yeah. terrible play. <laughs> uh, absolute standout line. Probably the whole episode is him saying, "Time to act, my talking props." Yeah, he's a funny. He's a funny one because he's he's in a few, isn't he in a couple of episodes? Um, yeah, they, they all seem like single ep characters, but he's in a good three or four, I think. By the time they do this, do the play, they get the bad reviews because he's excellent when they get the bad review in the in the in the yeah. newspaper, isn't he? As well, he and Kate are a terrible match. <laughs> Dreadful. How did they? How did they even end up together? Uh, why is Kate in that? Kate's too good for this whole enterprise, isn't she? Yeah, she's very sort of composed, very dignified, very sort of quite stern in some cases. But very, clearly very intelligent, clearly very switched on, very sort of uh, smart about her craft. Uh, you know, and I can see why the rest of, you know, like the director is clearly mad and thinks himself to be loads more of an inspirational genius than he actually is. Lauren's clearly straight out of, like, drama school, you know, and it's her first thing. Joey's obviously fucking dog shit at acting. But I get why they're all doing this play, but why is she doing it? We know how Joey goes on his date with... What's her face? Lauren. Lauren. Um, then after one date and one night, they're, they're seemingly, like, properly dating, and she's kissing him on the lips to say goodnight at one point. Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because what happens is that Joey ends up breaking it off with her after he sleeps with Kate. And it felt very much to me like they weren't yet at a stage where you'd need to have the conversation, you know? Also, fair play to her for um, quite confidently asking her new colleague out on a date within moments of meeting him. Yeah, do you know what? I feel like Lauren gets a short shrift in this episode. Like, I feel like she gets a bit Janist and she's made out by the way that it's written that she's a bit of a fucking idiot and, you know, a bit of an airhead and nothing. But she seems pretty solid, I'd say. How would you feel if someone asked you to go on a date which involved painting mugs? I bet you've painted a mug. <laughs> that was so aggressive, you you said that. Uh, it, just, it just strikes me as something you could have done. Could have done, haven't done. Oh. Uh, what I would say is I'd be reticent, but only uh, from the point of view that I am. Like, I'm, I'd am i say I'm okay, and I can sort of get by at doing a fair few things. You know, like, I'm not very good at sport, but I can sort of play a few sports okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I can sort of get on with it. Oh. You're mediocre. Yeah, absolutely. Jack of all <laughs> trades, mate. Absolutely. Art, though, mate. I am. It's not even like funny, bad, how terrible I am at it. It's just embarrassing. Really? It's like sub primary school levels. I can't. I, I don't even want to try and demonstrate for you. Because I just cannot draw or paint anything. What thing would you choose to, to paint? Well, the, the, all, all I would ever do would be to paint something abstract, because then there's no... At least people can't go, that doesn't look like the thing. Yeah, yeah. leave it open to interpretation. Right, I just do sweeps of colour. You know, like that's what that's all I can do. It's hmm. sort of a bit of an abstract modernist nonsense. There's no, there's no talent. There's absolutely nothing going on in my fingers, art-wise. <laughs> very quickly added art wise there. yes good good but go and paint some mugs why the hell not i think it's nice to have something interesting to do um kate and joey after they've slept together uh, joey says he, he's telling i think it's ross and monica about his his night with her isn't he hmm. and he says that he watched her sleep for hours <laughs> it's weird isn't like, it? what what do you think's the longest you'd watch someone sleep before it got a bit boring and weird like to watch someone sleep for hours, that's that's a lot of a lot of weird sleep watching. Anything over a minute, I'd say, is weird. 
I don't think I've watched, other than dogs, I don't think I've watched anything sleep for longer than about 20 seconds. It's either that you're watching them just because you can't sleep and you're sort of, you know, you're not actively watching them, you just happen to be able to see them sleep. But yeah, yeah. watching someone sleep for hours is... Joey gets quite weird though, doesn't he? Like a suit, So they have this one night stand, and I'd say fairly clearly that's not an invitation from her to sort of embark on this new relationship and she's going to break up with her boyfriend who's also her boss currently, blah, blah, blah. Joey's sort of uh, assumption that, that, mm. that they're now a thing because they slept together once is bold. It's strange, isn't it? Especially from Joey, who very much hasn't followed that path in his life. Um, yeah, and, and he says that, doesn't he? As if they've had that conversation and she was just going to get around to doing it. But yeah, I, I, to be fair, Joey's acting a bit mad, isn't he? Comes on very strong after this one night stand. I'd also like to flag up the uh, manner in which they end their coitus. Coitus. <laughs> um, I, I said it. Well, they, they, they sort of break off mid-conversation, don't they? And then it's revealed that they've slept together. Right. So it cuts from them in the rehearsal room where they're sort of like, you know, they're, they're talking about how their two characters might basically turn up the heat and oh, she might wrap her legs around him and this, that and the other. And then it cuts to them uh, just basically finishing sex. But the way they finish it is that they both emerge from under the covers. Yes. Like they've been, like, camping in a den. <laughs> Like, how often do you emerge from under the covers in a sort of, oh, and that's it, at the, at the end of sex, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I, I don't know why they've um, they, they've sort of used it like a tent. I don't know why that's happened. No, it's really strange, isn't it? It's really odd. Like, it's one of my pet peeves in all of television, like the depiction of how people sleep together. You know, so often everybody's sort of semi-clothed still and you know there's all that sort of stuff which i know is for the tv but people quite often like fall back together on a bed you know after sex and all that sort of stuff and it's it's all all seems it looks terribly tiring doesn't it very very physically tiring yes the bit where joey and kate are talking by the way where she says maybe they could turn up the heat and he says yeah maybe he could slip at the tongue uh, yes. very, that is very joey that's like the absolute peak of sort of romance he can possibly think of um and then the only other thing i'd like to say about this plot line peak before we move on is i've got a photograph outside the lucille lortel theater in new york which is thing? a fucking niche friends landmark isn't it I would confidently say perhaps you're the only person who's had a photo outside that landmark because it's in Friends. Do you think? That can't yeah, be that cannot I don't be think true. That happens often. I okay. don't imagine that does. Well, please message us or send us your photos actually of you outside the Lucille Lotel Theatre. If anyone else has done Christ, it. Christ, that's niche. It's the people listening to this podcast, I'll tell you that oh, for that's free. True. forgot to mention that joey the end of this episode calls all the girls he's previously fobbed off in his life um, yes i like the bit with the uh, the reveal that he also needs to speak to one of their mothers yes that is. I do we're, like we're sort that. of straight back into absolutely classic joey there aren't we yeah uh chandler and joanna or the dollhouse uh chandler and joanna i think okay. the whole time that joanna was on screen i kept thinking hang on doesn't she i sort of could only half remember i was like doesn't she end up dead yeah <laughs> 
that's the and first she does, thing. doesn't she? The first thing I wrote down was, this is the first appearance of Joanna, who meets a very sudden and brutal death through a, like, She gets hit by sitcom. a cab, doesn't yeah, she? She gets mown down. Like, such, it's such a, so the, it's the storyline, isn't it, where Rachel, she promotes Rachel, Joanna, but doesn't tell anyone, and then it gets mown down by a cab. It's such a, yeah, it's, you know, knowing her journey ahead, I felt, I felt quite sad watching Joanna. I mean, I don't particularly like Joanna. No, nah, she's a prick, uh, isn't not, she? I, I, she doesn't. No, she doesn't deserve to get hit by a cab. No, but she's a dick to Sophie. Yes, she absolutely is. Yeah, I do actually. I know this isn't in this episode, but I do like the bit where Sophie's Sophie comes in full of joy, and Rachel's like, "Oh, you you haven't heard Joanna's dead," and yeah. she has actually heard, and that's yes. the reason she's cheerful. I sure did. But yeah, so as as um, Keisha says, Chandler comes into his friend's work. To look at to look at lingerie, basically. Yes, That's what happens, isn't it? Joanna also at one point she she contemplates changing Rachel's job so that Chandler couldn't feel uncomfortable about them working together, yes. which feels like a very bold step to take <laughs> to prevent that happening. I was working out how to interpret that line, and I was like, it almost sounded like she was threatening to fire her. Yes, if Chandler didn't call her back. Yes, she's completely unjustified. Doesn't seem particularly kosher in the sort of workplace ethics, does it? Bring on the cap. Bring, Bring on the cap. <laughs> Bring on the cap. Do you know what? She does fucking deserve it. What an absolute <laughs> piece of work she is. She doesn't. She she has. She doesn't have many redeeming qualities, does she? And I'd say even the sort of personality side of her, which I guess if you take away the Sophie thing, she seems like quite chirpy and chatty. But we learn from Chandler, she's really, really fucking dull as well. So boring much, and a bully. Yeah, yeah, not much going for old Joanna, is it? No. Um, you know, fair play to the friends writers. You know, you got a bully, she's boring, killer. Hail with a cab. Hail with a cab. So Rachel comes back to talk to Chandler after Joanna's sort of said, "Oh, who's your mate?" Uh, and we get that excellent uh, bit of Chandler. Uh, checking out the Chen Chen man, all that sort of very overconfident stuff from Chandler, which is very unlike him, isn't it? Could you go back briefly to the very start of the episode? Please. Because they're talking about uh, the dollhouse, which we'll come on to shortly, but yeah. this involves Chandler. And he, he's sort of eating dinner sat on a worktop. And then someone says, look at, but not to be played with. Oh, and yeah. And Chandler's reply is, my grandmother used to say that exact same thing to me. Yeah. Which I assume is a reference to his... His little bing. Yes, Chandler's bing. Why is, why is, his, grand, <laughs> why is his grandmother talking about that? What situation has arisen for his grandmother yeah. to have to say that? Exactly. It's, yeah, it's at best thoroughly disturbing. It's like when Chandler references undressing his cousin Glenn. <laughs> it's like that. There's some strange family dynamics among the Bings, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, I do think Chandler has uh, been hit hard by his sort of family experience, hasn't he? It's definitely affected him. Um, and and friends in 2020, he would be in all sorts of therapy, wouldn't he? Yes, absolutely. Um, short version of this: TLDR. That's the right letters, isn't it? TLDR. Yeah, too long didn't read. You know, oh, you know, like on no. Reddit. Um, no, I, I'm not on Reddit, Dave. <laughs> you know, you know the thing. People write a really long thing, then they put TLDR, and then they put like, a short version of it underneath. Okay, good. So that's what I'm doing. And uh, what I've done is efficiently 
about the setup giving you the short version by making it very long-winded and wasting probably more time <laughs> had I just told the story. Um, but the TLDR is that uh, Chandler can't stand Joanna, but she's obsessed with him now. But he does end up handcuffed to a desk at some point soon. Yes, quite Not right. Not in this episode. No, in the one with the cuffs. Yeah, absolutely. He does go. He does revisit, doesn't he? Maybe Chandler's just too quick to judge Joanna. Hmm. Or maybe we're still right and she's a prick that deserved to be hit with a cab. <laughs> Hello you, my name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives, so they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting, because let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bill. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Some incredible fashion in this episode, by the way, Pete. Did you notice this? Um, yes, it's sort of peak naff 90s isn't it yeah ross's shirt rachel's pants oh there's so much go so many sort of pastel colors so much it's just it was just really striking i think this is yeah like you say the peak of the oh guys you're gonna look back on this and wonder what the hell you were wearing yeah but this ends yeah rachel gets into tears joanna threatens to fire her or move to a different department as we've touched on if Chandler doesn't call so rachel makes him take her out again and they go for lunch, they come back to the office to do this bit, which all just seems like Chandler should have dealt with this before they get in the lift up to the office, right? We, we see Rachel in this office quite a bit. This sort of setting happens quite a bit because it's in the whole Mark plot as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, there's a lot of... I'd say what there is, is a lot of unprofessional relationship-based activity going on in this workspace. Yes. Like, we see very little work happening and a lot of 
people like sort of the aftermaths or the the pre-maths of dating also ross nips up there a couple of times doesn't he yep. everyone's sort of welcome in the office whenever they like well he brings a bloody barbershop quartet up there at one point yes doesn't he? exactly yeah so they come back to the office chandler really tries not to say this little catchphrase which he's built up which is like oh we should do this again i'll call you sometime he ends up saying it anyway and then rachel forces him to tell her and they have this big honest conversation which actually I would have hoped would be one of the breakthrough landmarks for Chandler. He actually sort of learns that he doesn't have to lie or doesn't have to just not call. He can just say, I'm not interested. And and Joanna actually takes it to her credit very well, doesn't she? She does. She does take it very, um, very, in a very dignified way. Mm. Um, And then it just sort of awkwardly hangs in the air between them, doesn't it? Yeah, and then then he says it again. He says it again. Just can't get out of it. I mean, how does this end? We don't know. I mean, he doesn't date her for a bit, but then he comes back to it. The scene just ends there, doesn't it? Yeah, well, the whole episode ends there, I think. Yeah. We get into Joey calling all his exes. But yeah, there's a whole, the whole dynamic, isn't it? Because I think, is it it Monica that sort of goes, no, this isn't, you know, if men say they're going to call, they're not going to call. It's like, it's very throwback 90s of like, oh, God, no one's really talking about anything, and they're just every big webs of lies in the dating game in in the in the nineties. Uh, which leads us on to Dollhouse. The Dollhouse. Um, so Aunt Sylvia's dead, isn't she? Yes, yeah, so and Monica immediately reacts by being very happy about this, doesn't she? she sort yeah. of shouts yes, which I can understand that she has. A lot to personally gain from this. Well, I say a lot. A lot. She got she got a dollhouse, an old dollhouse, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then then she calls uh, Aunt Sylvia a cruel, cranky old bitch, which <laughs> like you've literally just learned she's dead. Like mm. she may be a horrible person, but even when someone's a horrible person and they die, you're still like, well, it, it's not right to speak ill of the dead. And yeah, you give him a few. Very sad. Give him a few days at least before you start yeah. telling home truths, don't you? But a cruel, cranky old bitch. Yeah, she really goes in on her. I mean, we I don't think we ever meet Aunt Sylvia, do we? There is an episode with the lasagnas. Is it the lasagnas where um, Monica's on the phone to an auntie? I think I can't remember it exactly. Someone will pick me up. I feel like we've heard the name. Yeah, she's like, do you kiss? Uncle Sal with that tongue or something, you know, there's, there's the, the, do you remember that one? It's very niche. Yes, but yeah, I, do. I think I that's, do. I think that was Aunt Sylvia from, from niche memory. Um, but yeah, so it turns out that Monica's sort of wanted this dollhouse forever. She used to be able to look and not touch it like Chandler's penis. And, um, <laughs> Uh, which, ironically, she does get to touch in the end. Gets to touch her a lot, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel weird just saying it. <laughs> but she. <laughs> I really didn't expect us to go down that direction, but there you go. Joys of the podcast. Yes. Um, She finally gets the house anyway, like a beautiful, very classy old... Very Monica, isn't it? It's humongous. Yeah, it's very big, isn't it? And sort of impractical for... if, If Monica's flat wasn't absolutely huge, your standard New York apartment, that would take up half a living room. I mean, it still takes up, I'd say, too much space for... Well, she just has it on a coffee table. Someone in their mid-twenties would want to give a dollhouse to, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know where it's going to go eventually. Presumably, she's not going to leave it on the coffee table. So where is, is that going to take pride of place in the sort of everyday life of a, a mid-twenty-year-old chef? Are we in agreement that Phoebe's dollhouse is much better? Yeah, I've put, okay. which, to be fair, looks really dope. Yeah. That's what I've written because um, I'm very street like that. Although she was she was asking for trouble lighting a candle and adding electrics to a cardboard dollhouse. Yeah, it just yeah, the immediately the fire with the cardboard feels like a 
a bit of a mismatch, doesn't it? One great line that I do like is when Phoebe brings along the ghost to go in the, the dollhouse. <laughs> yes, I've written this down too. And, and Monica says something about, I don't, I don't, I, want, I don't a want a ghost. ghost. Yeah. And Phoebe's replies, nobody wants a ghost. <laughs> that's, that's so Phoebe. That's so beautifully Phoebe, isn't it? Because that's, yeah, that's such an insight into her brain of really just seeing things completely black and white here. And she's not joking in that instance, is she? She really is like, yeah, I know you don't. That's absolutely the point of a ghost. Everything phoebe brings with her to add to monica's dollhouse is great as well like the absolutely huge dog giant dog the dinosaur dinosaur yeah phoebe's having fun isn't she she's her her mindset is fun she wants to play she wants to be a kid again she wants to really enjoy this whereas monica is very this is kind of like a peak monica moment isn't it of just being so i don't want to say boring but boring about about it like i'd I'd go as far as to say that monica is being aunt sylvia Yes. Like, look at the dollhouse, don't actually A cruel, have... cranky old bitch. <laughs> Runs in the family. Run it down with a cab. <laughs> I, do, um, I do need to draw attention to a slight inconsistency, though. Please. Um, so the dollhouse catches fire, and it, uh, it's Ross who's in the, the kitchen at the time that the fire occurs. Oh, God, so much to talk about here. So th- it's the very top of the dollhouse that's on fire, right? Yeah. So Ross takes it into the bathroom where Monica is in the shower. Where his sister is showering. Yes, sorry, yes. Where where his sister is showering and it is extinguished. And then we see the dollhouse aftermath, which is sort of... Like, the dollhouse was not that devastated when Ross it's, extinguished it in the shower. It's burnt through, isn't it? It's, it's completely blackened and charred. Yeah. So... did. Did they dry it out and set it on fire again? Like, what, <laughs> what's happened to it? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the damage seems very sort of... I would go as far as to say that the emergency of that amount of fire is very, yes. is very low level. Like, he didn't need to kick down the door to see his naked sister in the shower. Uh, apparently... Well, this is weird in itself. Checking the shower massage. Checking the shower massage, yeah. I mean, (laughs) just, I I would say he doesn't need to do any of that. It's a small fire right at the top of the dollhouse. It's in no real danger of catching. Pop a tea towel over it, Ross, you weird, incestuous pervert. And yet it ends up looking like it's been used as, as... Tinder in a bonfire. Yes, absolutely right. I was just checking the shower massager. I mean, I mean, there's not very much left to the imagination there, is there? But would you, would you want to address that? Wouldn't you just leave that unsaid? It's one of Monica's one to seven, isn't it? She's been uh, checking out there. <laughs> oh no. Peter. Would you like Keisha's quiz? I would like Keisha's quiz. Uh, shall I add that dramatic music in again? People really enjoyed that. Okay, hang on. Here it comes. Oof, getting chills. Hmm. Okay, let's let's make it very serious then. This quiz is out of nine, Pete. If we get less than five, we deserve to get hit by a cab. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stake here, isn't it? Yeah, okay, okay. Question one. What does Chandler say Bing is Gaelic for? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I do know this one. Thy turkey is done. Correct. 
Question two. What does Phoebe say Monica's dollhouse is built on? An ancient Indian burial ground. And radioactive waste, right? Yes. Yes, correct. Two points to us. Three out of three so far, Pete. What are Joey and Kate's characters called in the play is question three. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, I don't think I know that. No, I get this, I get this, I get this, I get this, I get this. Victor, Victor, Victor. Victor, yeah. Victor, that's from the later episode, I can remember that. And it's like a sort of fancy name, hers, isn't it? I couldn't tell you. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to get it by cab. So annoying. No, it's gone. Adrienne. Adrienne. And Victor. Um, Okay, so we've lost a point there, Pete. But we're still doing four out of five so far, so that's not terrible. Uh, Only one more point to avoid being hit by a cab, at least. Question four. What can guests stay on in the licorice room? The Tootsie Roll bed. The Tootsie Roll bed. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, oh, the Tootsie Roll Away bed is the answer. Ah, uh, same thing. Yeah, same, same, same. Question five. What's the name of the cartoonish theatre director? I want to say Malcolm. Marshall uh, Talmers. Ta- you got that right. Marshall, surely. That's all we need. Marshall. One point. Uh, question six A. Which figurines made it out of the dollhouse fire safely? <laughs> um... Isn't there one that she sort of picks up and it's like charred and she's distressed by it? Well, this is question 6B, which oh. didn't, who didn't make it? Oh. And that is the foster puppets. That's it. <laughs> don't know what 6A is. But I love it when she uh, she clocks the foster puppets. The foster puppets. Scrollsy, scrollsy. The giraffe and the pirate. Ah, so no point for that. So Pete, we've got, and the foster puppets, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of nine, Pete. Not a bad showing. We're not getting hit by a cab. Not getting hit by a cab. But Joanna is. <laughs> uh, thanks for your requests. Do keep them coming and we'll get to your bumps. Also, follow us on Instagram at FWFpod on Instagram. Um, we seem to use that more than anything else. So why don't you go on there? And yeah, follow. I think that is our, that's our spiritual home, isn't it? I don't really, I'm not really on Twitter anymore, Pete. I've deleted the app off my phone. Have you? Yeah, I think it's an absolute... You're off grid. Absolute cesspit of horrible horrible well that's that's true but also uh, us friends wf on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and of course the facebook uh, facebook.com forward slash friends pod and thank you to all the new patreon subscribers as well by the way we won't sort of hammer this home too much we don't want to talk about this too much because we get very awkward don't we but yes so uh, if you do want to uh, check out the patreon though patreon.com forward slash friends pod you get all the episodes a day early with no adverts at all and you also get our spin-off series, Joey, which has been quite fun to do so far, hasn't it, Pete? It has two episodes down. Nice to delve into Joey. And soon, coming soon, our old podcast, which oh, talking God. about mug painting on dates. We've, I've found it now, haven't I? I sent, we've, we've both been having a listen. Yes, we both sound so young and full of life. Don't we? Um, but yeah, it's very. It's, I genuinely enjoyed listening back to it and... Well, Forgotten, I've forgotten a lot of my life, it turns out. Uh, but there you go. Um, oh, end of podcast? Quite, that's, yeah, that's quite a bleak ending, isn't it? Yeah. Don't forget your life. <laughs> you never know when you could get hit by a cab. Well, exactly. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.